morning. And welcome on this rather interestingly foggy day. Um, at this time, I invite everyone to please stand and join in singing hymn 182. Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Almighty God, to all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, whom truly to know is everlasting life, grant us so perfectly to know your Son, Jesus Christ, to be the way, the truth, and the life, that we may steadfastly follow his steps in the way that leads to eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Now the apostles and the believers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also accepted the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him, saying, Why did you go to uncircumcised, uncircumcised men and eat with them? Then Peter began to explain it to them, step by step, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. There was something like a large sheet coming down from heaven, being lowered by its four corners, and it came close to me. As I looked at it closely, I saw four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles, and birds of the air. I also heard a voice saying to me, get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I replied, by no means, Lord, for nothing profane or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a second time, the voice answered from heaven, what God has made clean, you must not call profane. This happened three times, and everything was pulled up again to heaven. At that very moment, three men sent to me from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were. The Spirit told me to go with them and not to make a distinction between them and us. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will give you a message by which you and your entire household will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them, just as it had upon us in the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave them the same gift that he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God? When they heard this, they were silenced, and they praised God, saying, Then God has given even to the Gentiles the repentance that leads to life. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God.
reading from the Revelation to John. I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his peoples. And God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also he said, write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our sequence hymn this morning is 621. We'll sing the first three verses prior to the reading of the gospel, the fourth and fifth after. I invite everyone to please stand. gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. At the Last Supper, when Judas had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, 
God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I suspect there's some of you that in hearing this morning's gospel are saying, haven't we heard that recently? And the fact is, for those who were able to join us for Monday Thursday, you did. Because the passage we have today is also read every th Monday Thursday as part of that liturgy. This passage comes at the end of the story of the Last Supper. Jesus is just about to give what we call the final discourse. On Monday, Thursday, when we hear this, we focus on the love one another as I have loved you. That is the commandment or the mandate that plays into the word mande, which, means, which is from mandatum, which means mandate. This new mandate, this new law, to love as I have loved you. And on that night, we look at it in terms of moving forward as we look towards the cross. Today, as we sit here somewhere between the resurrection and liturgically the Ascension, and then the Pentecost, we look at this a little differently. How do we understand Christ's command in the totality of his ministry? What makes this passage even more fascinating as a study is Jesus is teaching the disciples what love looks like. Earlier in the evening, he gets down and washes their feet. Now, as our passage opens, we hear in this case, which is a paraphrase, that just as Judas 
has left, Jesus goes into this discourse. It is no accident that he begins at this point. Earlier on at the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus tells the people to love your enemy. Jesus comes into the dinner knowing that Judas will betray him later that evening. Jesus comes into that dinner knowing that Peter will deny him three times in his greatest hour of need. But yet, when we look at the behavior of Jesus that night, we see nothing but love from him to those who have entered the upper room. Whether it be Judas who's about to betray him and is in enmity with him, or Peter who is about to deny him, what Jesus offers them is the same love and the same acceptance that he offers everyone else in the room. He doesn't exclude Judas from dining with them because he is not in sync with them. He doesn't refuse to wash Judas's feet. But even knowing the separation, Jesus remains and seeks relationship with Judas even to the bitter end. When Jesus calls us then to love as he has loved us, it is a call to us to remember to love our enemies. And as much as possible, to remain in always seeking relationship with them, perhaps in hopes of reconciliation. As we look at Jesus' ministry as a whole, Jesus loved even those who were the outsiders, those who were understood to be unclean, those who were understood in his day to be unworthy of God's grace and salvation. And yet, as we look at the disciples, we know that Matthew, the tax collector, is among them. Jesus calls those who have <clears throat> no bearing within society to be part of those who he calls to his inner circle. Jesus heals the unclean. Jesus accepts water from an outsider. Jesus crosses to the other side and casts out a demon of one who is not of the faith. Jesus brings back from illness a centurion's child or centurion's servant. Jesus calls us to love as he has Jesus calls us to love as he has loved us in the same way that Jesus has loved. And it's a call to look beyond ourselves, a call to look beyond those who we see as part of our inner circle, to offer that love far afield. This is why I believe that the person who constructed the lectionary, the people who constructed the lectionary, 
pair it up with the passage we heard from Acts. If we remember from that passage, what did we hear? Peter has returned to the leaders in Jerusalem. And he is being criticized. Why? Because he has dared to do something scandalous. Not only has he spoken with a Gentile individual, a centurion, he has accepted their hospitality. And even more scandalous, he has chosen to baptize his household. From the first century reader's perspective, Peter has in so many ways disobeyed the common mores of his time. Remembering that the leadership in Jerusalem, even though they were part of the way, as we were known then, truly understood Jesus and their newfound faith in the context of the synagogues of Israel. We were a Jewish congregation. We were part of Judaism. It was its understanding back then that only those who were children of Abraham were eligible for the grace and salvation of God. And so therefore, going out beyond those bounds was a disruption of the understanding. And so Peter at this time is challenged by the elders. And what he shares with them is the vision he had in the earlier chapter. How he saw descending basically what was a sheet. And first part of that vision is that of foods that have been proclaimed unclean by Jewish law. And then others. With the final words when God invites Peter to eat is told, nothing that I have created is unclean. And then in a vision, he is sent to the centurion to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. All of a sudden, those who are deemed as outside, the doors have been opened to to be allowed to come inside. Those who had been deemed unworthy have now been proclaimed worthy. And we, as the followers of Christ, are called to love as Christ loved us. And in so doing, we are called to love and receive those whom we deem unsalvageable, those whom we deem in this culture as unclean, those whom we deem as outsiders. For as Jesus tells his disciples on that night, love as he has loved us, for we shall be known by our love, a love that we have received, 
that has no limits or boundaries. A love that we are called to offer without limit, boundary, or standard. Amen. Please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In peace we pray to you, Lord God, for all people in their daily life and work, for our families, friends, and neighbors, and for those who are alone, for this community, the nation, and the world, for the just and proper use of your creation. Fear injustice and oppression. For all who are in danger, sorrow, or any kind of trouble. For those who minister to the sick, the friendless, and the needy. For the peace and unity of the Church of God. For all who proclaim the gospel and all who seek the truth. For Michael, our presiding bishop, and Nicholas, our bishop, and for all bishops and other ministers. For all who serve God in his church. For the special needs and concerns of this congregation. In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for Ron and Marjorie Boss, Barbara Brown, and Jeff Brown and Robin Bellows. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for the diocesan council standing committee, and those who serve on our diocesan governing committees. Hear us, Lord. Mercy is great. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings of this life. We will exalt you, O God, our King. Praise your name forever. We pray for all who have died, especially Sylvia Brown and Roger Midori, that they may have a place in your eternal kingdom. Lord, let your loving kindness be upon them. Who put their trust in you. 
We pray to you also for the forgiveness of our sins. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you. I'm sorry. Have mercy upon us, most merciful Father. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things done and left undone. And so uphold us by your Spirit, that we may live and serve you in newness of life, to the honor and glory of your name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Please be seated. So moving on with our other announcements, there are sign-up sheets in the back of the church. Um, there is one as you came in this morning, and that is an invitation to everyone who would like to um, participate in the ministry of Sunday morning to sign up. Um, you don't have to do it through the office. You can just sign up. You don't have to be a formal, formally trained for anything. Just if you want to try out a ministry such as ushering, it's a wonderful opportunity to get to know people who are coming into church, to greet them. Um, I could say to see what they're putting in the plate, but um, we won't go there. But it's an opportunity um, to get to know many parishioners. Public speaking opportunities abide and abound through reading of the lectionary texts and the prayers of the people as a lay Eucharistic minister or a lay reader. Nothing requires an incredible amount of skill, but a little bit of preparation goes a long way. We do ask that everyone begin to think about ministries that they can participate in or help out with. And again, sign up in the back of the church this morning. I pointed out to the eight o'clockers and they filled in a lot of the spots in June and July. We especially need help next week and the week after. We seem not to be getting people to sign up. We are in the same position that almost every other organization out there is. And I've talked with other clergy. We are on the backside of the pandemic but our volunteerism hasn't come back in with it. And so we do ask people, whether you've been a reader before, whether you've been an usher before, sign up. It's a one-time event. We're not gonna put you on a regular rotation list at this point. And it's, we have the opportunities between uh, May and June at this point. Also in the back are sign-up sheets for the dinner on the 26th, our Ascension Day um, pasta dinner um, being organized by Chef Cowie being executed by Chef Kent in the back. We're thankful for that. <laughs> and so um, it should be a wonderful evening. Um, it is free to everyone. We are looking for helpers. If you can help with setup, serving, or breakdown, or do you need some kitchen help too, Ron? I'm, I'm doing whatever she tells me to do. Oh, okay, so <laughs> we might need a little bit of kitchen help then. Um, please see Ron to let him know that you're available. He'll sign you up and we'll get that worked out. Setup is just the tables we put up. It's just setting the tables, putting the buffet 
um, serving table together, helping out of the kitchen is assembling um, the meal and the salads, and then cleanup is, well, it speaks for itself. You get to play with the sterilizer, which is a wonderful toy. So immediately following the meal at uh, 7.30, we will have a very simple Ascension Day service. It is one of the holy days of the church, and it is an in the Roman Catholic Church, I think it's a holy day of obligation. In the Episcopal Church, we just say, we highly recommend it. So please join us on that evening for what should be a wonderful evening. The other good news about that is that's the Thursday before Memorial Day weekend. And I know, since we all live in Narragansett, in South County, near the beaches, company are going to start arriving in droves. So here's an opportunity to get your kitchen clean and your whole house clean on Thursday and not worry about it because we'll do the messing up of the kitchen for Friday or Thursday night's dinner. If you can get another bit further, on Friday the 27th, we are going to be joining over with the, our friends over at Congregation Beth David for an evening with them. It'll be the 31st time we have gathered there and had joint worship. Our evening begins at 5 p.m. with dinner that they are providing for us. We cannot bring food because of a conservative synagogue. It must be kosher. So they will provide all the food. And then we will have a conversation with the rabbi and myself. And that topic will be looking, how can we be, bring kindness into the world that has become so mean? And then it'll be end, we'll end the evening with their Shabbat service. It's a wonderful time together. Great enjoyment. And then finally, on June 7th, we'll have the second of our first Tuesday of the month conversations. Dr. Patty Risica will be our speaker. She holds a doctorate in public health and is part of the public health department at um, Brown University. And everyone knows that one well because of Dr. Ashish. Ja Ashish? Or Ashish Ja. That's it. Got it. Um, she's part of that department. And her topic will be public health taking care of everybody. Finally, people have been asking, why is the scaffolding back up again? Uh, the answer is very, very simple. The rose window has been leaking for the last few years. It was not part of last year's restoration project. It is being worked on this year. The painters will be out to strip the woodwork. Then the um, construction people come in to see if they can find where it needs repointing and a little shoring up where there's rot and then it'll all be repainted and hopefully won't leak again for another 75 to 100 years. So that's the goal. And I have a belated thank you, and that is to Britt, who took these torch stands home with him just before Easter. They looked beat up and old, and he has cleaned them up, sanded down, and made them look brand spanking new. So Britt, thank you so much for doing that for us. On that note, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. But chiefly are we bound to praise you, for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. For he is the true Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us, and has taken away the sin of the world. By his death he has destroyed death, and by his rising to life again, he has won for us everlasting life. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn, to proclaim the glory of your name. Thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you've made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your word spoken through the prophets, and above all in the word made flesh, Jesus your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, 
This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country, where, with the blessed Virgin Mary, Peter, our patron, and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him, and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. the gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Please stand and join in singing hymn number 296. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia.